What's your definition of death? Mm. And why do ghosts or spirits or manifestations happen after a passing? Death is just another evolutionary cycle, in my opinion. But death in its to its core as a physical manifestation or change is when we are freed from this shell of our flesh body and our consciousness and the energy that is housed within this vessel is dispersed in some way. But death is just, yeah, it's just, it's crossing over. It's no physical limitation anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's nothing. It depends on who you are, you know, and it depends on what you choose for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't really believe in heaven or hell. I believe in there's something or there's nothing. today's very special episode of Holly Weird Paranormal, we have a sit-down and roundtable discussion with organizer and leader of the Southern California Los Angeles Black Hat Society, advocate and healer and head witch, Zachariah the Witch, along with his assistant, Valentine Volmoria. Let's sit down with Zachariah and Valentine as we talk about witchcraft, the tools and the knowledge you'll need to start your journey in the craft. Also, their thought on the millennial witch craze. We also talk about the paranormal, spirits, seances, and protection. We also touch on our Halloween episode of Return to the Harris House, where Zachariah and Valentine conducted and led a seance. Want to hear about what they picked up and what they felt? Then you definitely don't want to miss this episode. So gather your crystals and your sage as we cross this creepy threshold with our sit-down and roundtable discussion with Zachariah the Witch and Valentine Bormoria. So let's get Holly Weird with these head witches. Guys, without further ado, in my dining room slash kitchen, we have two amazing individuals with us right now. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> you should be like my luxurious mansion. <laughs> I know. Cribs. They've been listening to this podcast to know long enough that mm-hmm. it is not a manch. No. no Kylie best. Jenner does not live here with me. Not quite. No, no, not yet. But I have huh. here, we have here, hey. Zachariah the Witch and his amazing assistant, Valentine. Hi. Bamario. Bamaria. Uh, Bamario, right? Did I pronounce Valmoria. Valmoria. It's super easy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> very Westernized. Yeah. Girl. Sounds like a villain, right? Yeah. Valentine. Right. Valmoria. Valmoria. Yeah. Valmoria. Valentine. Valmoria. First of her name. <laughs> so, if you guys have been hiding under Iraq and you haven't listened to the Return to Harris House, mm. Then please stop this in a, this podcast right now. Stop listening mm-hmm. to this episode and go and listen to that one because mm-hmm. um, we interviewed them while they were conducting a seance at the infamous Harris House in Glendale, California, and they had collected a lot of feels and a lot of things that night. Mm-hmm. 
And on top of that, if you want to learn a little more about the Harris House, we also did an episode earlier on, I think, in April of this past spring. So listen to that if you want to learn mm-hmm. more about the history of the house and get to know more about the house and who lived in the house and who had not died in the house or who had, then please stop this podcast and listen to those two. Real quickly, let's go into introductions. Yes. We're going to start with Zachariah the Witch. Oh, mom. You want to say hi? Give us a little tidbit about yourself. hi my name is Zachariah the witch I've been a practicing witch for over 15 years I was born in Florida lived in Detroit for a long time I currently run the Los Angeles Black Hat Society and I've done a number of collaborations and large sold out booked events here in LA Um, yes yes. oh no we snapped Uh, I'm also an MC and a performer but I tie in all my witchery with that too yes hello and then we also have his assistant, Valentine, with us. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> She's also an aspiring ASMR artist. Aren't Apparently. we all? Aren't we all, <laughs> though, really? We? Those people make bank. They do. do yeah. they? Just oh my god. eating yeah. and well, smacking ones. and tearing paper. Oh, my gosh. Eating honeycomb, though? Oh, Ooh. yes. Good, Before I go to sleep. Good I mouth should, sounds. I should, I should <laughs> a little bit. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Honeycomb. <laughs> well, I am Valentine Valmoria. Hello. Hi. Um, what... I'm a newly initiated witch, actually initiated here by my witch mother, Zachariah, um, like uh, October 15th. That's oh, wow. Super recently. Day. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Super duper recent. But She's it's been, been studying and everything. Yeah, so. I have been That's studying awesome. quite a lot. It's, it's That's what I thing. like hearing when, when I hear people say, I'm studying, mm. mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. I'm a witch. I'm a witch. Like, oh, how long? Oh, I just got into it last month. I just like Googled it. I so ordered it from Urban Outfitters on uh, Amazon. Like that was a, that I Amazon primed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Amazon no. primed that craft. Oh, so God. there you go. <laughs> so um, newly initiated and um, still very much still studying, still trying to figure out um, that for me. Um, I'm also a uh, professional dominatrix and oh my god girl you stop that yes. <laughs> you can stop that reaction right now this podcast is going to be four hours long I have I'm, so many questions <laughs> I am so ready to answer all your fucking questions oh god, and I'm, I'm so also a certified happy. massage therapist so I work in like physical pleasure and pain and it all results to healing in the human body mm. love that so here we are just to let you know, we got a message on Instagram um, from a listener that said that he loved your voice. Oh my God. <laughs> the interview. Yes. He was like, um, th- whoever you interviewed, um, I think it was Valentina or Valentine. Like, <laughs> she has a really nice voice. And you can enjoy it, but you have to pay for it. You have to pay for it's it. It's true. Yeah. Sorry. It's very true. <laughs> well, let's just jump into it, shall we? Yes. Um, as part of this initiation into our podcast, let's cross this creepy threshold with your first time. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> with a ghost, actually. Your Ooh. first paranormal experiences. So oh we've goodness. had guests on here that mm. had shared some creepy stories and some pretty intense paranormal stories or stories that really haven't left their minds and has them still questioning. Mm-hmm. So starting with you, Zachariah, what was your first experience or maybe an experience you had that just really creeped you out? I mean, my first <laughs> first experience was in the first four years of my life when I had a near-death experience. Mm. So that yes, was yes. I heard that that's story. Gotta, that's got to be the most jarring of them all because mm-hmm. it changed the entire course of my life. I know it. Did. Wow. It yeah. Really did. Um, but it, what initiated it after I came back from the hospital was the series of dreams that I kept having, 
and they were the types of dreams where your mom is like, what did you just say? <laughs> um, I woke up from a nightmare where a wolf was chasing me <clears throat> and I woke up screaming and I don't remember waking up and screaming. That's what my mom says. I came in the room and you just kept screaming. Oh my God. Grandpa's dead. Grandpa's dead. Grandpa's dead. Oh my God. My grandfather on my father's side died that night at 2 a.m. or 3 a.m. in the morning. Oh my God. He would have been 89 years old and I was about two or three. So it was really intense. Yeah. And then ever since then, it's just been like a series of dreams or things that I have interpreted as symbolism that becomes mm. fact. I knew when my mom was pregnant again before she told anybody, um, uh. dreamt about it, knew it was a boy, uh. dreamt about my other brother, knew it was a boy, uh, dreamt about her miscarriage. Wow. Have met my sister who she miscarried and went into term with, basically. Uh, did she, again, did not tell anyone. Sorry, mom. Um, <laughs> so it's just, it's been a lot of, a lot of very profound and crazy things, you know? But I really try to be humble with it because it's it's scary. Mm. It's really scary sometimes. Oh my god! Because you try to be logical, right? And that's what freaks me out is like when I try to put logic behind it. I'm like, I feel like I have schizophrenia or mm. some shit. But uh-huh. I know I don't. Just, I feel like it's very hard. Yeah. Like when you're clairsentient, mm-hmm. you just have to let yourself not go into that mode. Right. Is that how you experience it mostly is through dreams? Dreams is how it started. Mm-hmm. And then it became like I got weird about physical touch and being around a lot of people. Um, I say I'm agoraphobic or claustrophobic. Yeah. I still am at times. But I've learned how to change that too. Like it's through a lot of psychology and therapy, just learning how to deal with my own shit. Um, but now it's like it's just a knowing. Mm. I will literally get a word that just comes out of my mouth. Or I'll say something to somebody and they're like, how excuse me do I know you and it's like no but this message is for you wow um, but Man. when I channel that's entirely different so mm. um, but yeah it's just your gifts evolve the more you use them that's well, what right. I, I can't it's imagine like, like a, a six year old mm-hmm. being like oh I, I had this completely under control like how mm-hmm. yeah, young you are and if you mm-hmm. suppress it it turns into I think for some people it can turn into addiction or mm. habits that are not healthy um, it can turn into depression and I think, again, like we just said, it can make you feel like you're crazy. Mm-hmm. So if you don't monitor it and stay on top of it or talk to people who can help you through it, I think it could go in a bad direction. But anyway, my first experience was that. And then after that, I guess my first ghost was uh, sometime in middle school. I can't remember what it was, but I skipped school to go to a concert with some high school friends. Mom. What concert? Uh, Incubus. <laughs> Yeah, oh, my oh worth it of worth course. a detention but worth the, a possible expulsion <laughs> we, were all, we were all in this girl's house her aunt's house she was out of town and the, it was in like uh, grand rapids michigan and michigan. in the basement i go in the, the laundry room and they thought it'd be funny to shut me in there and shut the lights off uh-uh. oh did no one ever show them the sixth sense like, right no it was the awful. same thing i'm like Seriously. please open the door please open the door and i felt someone behind me no Nope. And then I come out and I'm freaking out and her aunt happens to come home and she's like, what is going on? Why is this person traumatized? And I told <laughs> her, she's like, the previous tenant committed suicide in that room. <gasps> oh my God. So, cause she, I hope everyone it was like that a was duplex. Like so shit. everyone used yeah. that laundry yeah. la- laundry room. It was a, du- or a triplex house. So it split into three homes. Mm. And she's like, yeah, the previous tenant that lived here, did that we I found them here. And, yeah. <gasps> oh my God. I was like, ah. So everyone Shut thought I was weird doors. after that. It was great. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, no, man. Joel Osmond is over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The color red's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> also, can I just say that one, you're like what you were saying that like when you repress uh, mm. like certain gifts, it comes out as like it could, excuse me, it could come out as addiction. Mm-hmm. That reminds me a lot of like the Umbrella Academy, Klaus. He was like a total like yeah. party animal mm. because he could like see the dead. Oh, so yeah. that makes a lot of sense, yeah, mother. I think about that. Also, 
Um, Zachary actually has a background in psychology. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, it's not all like woo woo blah blah. Like no, like Zachary like actually <laughs> knows things mm-hmm. and has yeah. tried to logic shit out. And all the here time. we are. Yeah. Here <laughs> yeah. we are. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that's what we talk about a lot too. Is yeah. that I think our first instinct, because we're in such a westernized society, like mm-hmm. we were talking about, is like logic this away. Like, oh, totally. let's not like accept that yeah. anything can't be explained. Mm-hmm. And if you can't explain it, then you're crazy. It's like, mm-hmm. Okay. That's super toxic. Right. Yeah, it is. Like, mm-hmm. take a second. And like, even if you land on like, I can't explain this or I don't know, I feel like that's so much better than mm-hmm. just like being like in denial and like shutting oh, it totally. off. Oh, totally. Yeah. That's so funny that you say that though because like this is oh rule of three this is like the third uh. time this week like where I have had like the concept in my head of like just because you don't understand something it doesn't mm. mean that it's not happening like you can't limit the universe just your understanding you have wow. to accept the fact that the universe is more likely than not past our comprehension mm. right yeah mm-hmm. so what was your like family's like how right since we're talking about like the potential to go into addiction like mm-hmm. obviously you had some kind of support system mm-hmm. or self oh it wasn't it wasn't my direct family not right away interesting uh, my mom suffered through addiction issues oh, i used wow. to go to al-anon meetings with her when i was a kid i used to play in the church while she was at her AA meetings wow um my grandfather suffered with alcoholism on her side um a lot of uh substance abuse a lot of physical violence um my father, my biological father, not my adoptive father, let's get that straight. Um, mm. My biological father actually died in prison. He was a pedophile and a murderer. Wow. So, oh my God. And I, don't, I have no shame in saying that because yeah. I'd rather put it out there than no, hold on to no, it. Yeah, of course. But when you come from that, knowing what your, your parentage is, knowing what your, I guess your genetics might be, mm. it becomes, that's where the crazy stuff kind of comes in. It's like, well, am I cuckoo because this person was cuckoo mm. mm-hmm. or because people used to call my father, my biological father, a juju man, because I had a Cuban godmother named Luisa, and that's how she referred to him. And a juju man is someone who can conjure up and make things happen at your own will. Mm. So it's witchery, you know? But he abused his power, as we call it, and I think that's why his life ended up the way that it did. Uh, But he also had a lot of substance abuse problems and hid a lot. He was very good at hiding things um, to the point where it was like, it took me years to figure out what was real and what wasn't about him. Wow. Right. I just knew he was really charming and gifted, and that was it. Um, Most dangerous people. Are very dangerous. Very charming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But yeah, my support system came from chosen friends and family, yeah. and then like extended family, people that were more in tune with it. And then surprisingly, when I got into church, um, I learned a lot about. Besides the brainwashing, you learn a lot about... <laughs> yes, I'm quite familiar. You, know, you learn a lot about uh, the gifts of the Spirit and the Holy Spirit and speaking in tongues mm. and the laying on of hands to heal people and all these abilities that people had in biblical times, which right. to me, it's like, that's psychic phenomenon, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so once I left the church, because the gay thing... Um, <laughs> that old thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know that. Uh, but also the repression, because mm. they were they were horrible to my mother when my mom divorced her other husband that she had four children with my brothers um just the hypocrisy and the Mm. things that fell in line with that so i left the church very aggressively and immediately i was like i'm i'm not with this i don't Mm. fuck with this but something in there affected me in a spiritual way i sensed an energy i sensed a presence every time i went into the temple or the church 
And then when I started to notice it in ritual, in meditation, through meeting other spiritual people, I was like, oh, this is that same radiant energy. Mm. Some people was more cold, some people was more warm. So it just depended on what their polarity was and what sure. they were working with. And I don't believe in light and dark. I'll give you that. Um, I just believe that everything can be medicine or not. Hmm. So, um, but yeah, support was hard to find. Yeah. Especially mm -hmm. before the internet, especially before being safe to be out in the open in so many ways, coming out of the broom closet, all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really scary. Yeah. Scary times. <laughs> you're lucky you're younger than me. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Thank you. I didn't mean to ask such a personal question. I thought it was no. lightly safe, <laughs> but I appreciate an honest answer. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. What about you, Val? Um, are we talking first time? Yeah, first time haunt. Okay, first time haunt. Um, I think I remember like one of the very first things that like ever creeped me out was um, my was learning about uh, like a gift. I don't know what kind of gift it is yet, um, but a gift being passed down from my mom's side. So like, um, I know that my grandmother uh, was born with a birthmark on her tongue and it was in the shape of um, an upside down triangle. So oh my gosh, when you look wow. at it, it looked like a snake's tongue. So when the doctors saw it, and, and she was born in the Philippines. I was also born in the Philippines, actually. Dull citizenship. When like all the people saw it, they were like, "She has a serpent's tongue. Like she's dangerous." Mm -hmm. she's and cursed. like, <laughs> yeah, it was something like that. But like, it wasn't really like it wasn't really a curse. It was more like she would just like blurt things out. It she was had the super, cunning. The cunning. <laughs> she had the cunning. Oh god. Yeah, but like she couldn't control it. She would just say stuff that would happen. Right. And then like over time, the birthmark faded. And then, um, did but her like, powers fade? Though? But her 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 powers her powers Your didn't. Powers. So um. So that happened, and then my mom was born without a birthmark, but like she also has like clairsentience, where you just like know things. Mm -hmm. And then, um, and I know this because like obviously my mom raised me, and then she would just like know things about me. And like even like to this day, she'll still like when I'm like really freaking sad, um, she'll like just hit me up and be like, "Hi, how are you? Is everything okay?" And I'm just like, "Mom." Mm. So shit like that, and then. Um, I've also had like a weird, but my my uh, family is like devoutly Catholic, mm. like horrifyingly Catholic. So I was also raised Catholic, which yeah. then leads oh. into BDSM. But we do, girl, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but um, so I think that like she passed down that uh, clairsentience to me. Um, I'm still learning how to hone it though, because like you know, in life, you get involved with people, you get into certain mm -hmm. relationships, and then you get gaslighted, and all you learn there is, like, how to doubt yourself. Yes. And, right. Yeah, so, in like, <laughs> yeah, so now I'm, like, learning how to trust myself and, like, my intuition and really trying to feel like, hey, like, what does intuition feel like and what does, like, mm -hmm. paranoia feel like? What wow. does just general self-doubt feel like and what does, yeah, it's just about, um, so now I'm learning how to, like, rehash all those things and figure it out for that's why she was at the yeah. seance when you you know really got to meet her there in that mm -hmm. moment um I, mm. it was just a feeling that i had like she needs to experience this yeah and understand her own gifts or maybe figure out what they are more so mm -hmm. so it's Thanks. it was really awesome to see you in that mm -hmm. in that position because like i got to notice like how you were i guess processing it 
and you were just like walking around and you had the veil over your head and oh, yeah. I was like she feels something <laughs> oh, no, I absolutely was though like um we all felt something that was yeah a crazy that was at the Harris house night. like that seance right because is it that one yeah there was the, co- the is it the cohort Akalu Akalu Marquis, and then there is the yeah, and Harris, the Harris house. house. Yeah. yeah, both very and in- slightly. Well, the first one was slightly intense, and the second one was like really. Yeah, the Harris yeah. house is haunted. That's for sure. Yeah, and there is definitely something there. Us both not knowing the history, because I told her my method is to go in cold without anything. I yeah. like that. That I like. And, I mean, mm-hmm. it was funny after the fact. I, I don't know if you did this, but after we did it, then I decided to Google it and see what I could find, mm-hmm. and it's really limited information of it any, is except for what uh, Craig Owens has posted mm. right which really is still limited information he's having like so, still problems trying to find more yeah so the things wow. that That's so the crazy. things that we've experienced in the seance was like we had to differentiate between is it the people that were haunted that brought uh, people with them or ghosts with them and mm-hmm. yes yes and then was it the house itself yes, yes. so it yeah. was both I, I agree <laughs> I love when it's both there yeah. was <laughs> I guess we could um oh Val are you done I'm sorry were you done exp- explaining your story or um I think that was like the first time like I was like creeped out I guess yeah mm-hmm. yeah and then everything else is like well, this isn't happening now. Yeah, I, I feel like now just, I'm spooked. Yeah, you just recently have started to really turn it back on and try. Yeah, to- but that's really good yeah. that you're mm-hmm. learning how to process it and how to you know mm-hmm. navigate it. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know? there's a lot of people that don't know how to do that, mm-hmm. yeah. or they try to box it in a trunk somewhere in their mind. Yeah, and, and then like, like numb it with like numb it a lot and stuff. Yeah, when well, you're unlearning like, especially in like the church, you're just taught oh, like totally. there's like you said no there's only good and evil in the church. Right. And so it's like, well, if you're feeling anything that's not like this very specific set yeah. of things. So we even grew up in a church that would have said that like people who still speak in tongues or any of those like spiritual gifts, that yeah. those were only for like that time and that like now those are not real. Yeah. So we were like incredibly mm-hmm. legalistic. And then like the unlearning process yeah. of like, okay, but like I can't deny what I'm experiencing. So like, what the fuck does that Were mean? Were you also raised Catholic? No, I was actually raised like a subset of Baptist. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Were you, was anyone here raised Catholic? You were. I was yeah. raised Catholic, Girl. went to Catholic school. Yeah, been slapped on the hand by yeah, a nun. <laughs> Have you ever been slain in the spirit? No. I was. Wow. Like that whole thing that like you see in like the gospel yeah. churches where they like, like sometimes mm-hmm. they'll slap the person yeah. and they'll uh, be like, ah, no. no, like, but That's like for real, it was not. Knock you out, yeah. Holy Spirit. Uh, yeah, the spirit oh, wow. goes into your body. Yeah, yeah. It's weird. Nobody no, touched me. That intense. No. <laughs> yeah, no one touched me. Like no one on the outside touched me. But like I was, I was definitely slain in the spirit when I was sixteen. It was She's super crazy. She's touched. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, and like to this day, I still have like a really hard time, like. Okay, did I just have like a mental breakdown there, or like was that a thing, or what? Because mm-hmm. like to me, it felt like a like in he- retrospect, mm. in in heterospect. <laughs> no, Ooh. In- Ooh. this is a very different podcast. And I know. <laughs> just turn this light to <laughs> in retrospect. <laughs> Don't worry, you've come to the right podcast because we are. I literally can't. That's speak right. Ever. Just giving us hand signals. <laughs> International sign for podcast. Uh, <laughs> about to be yeah but like in retrospect like 
it's like oh my god like no that was that was like my very first like intense like mm. spiritual experience it wow. was insane and like to this day i'm still like i don't know what happened mm. <laughs> <laughs> i still don't fucking know when i love zechariah that you mentioned like the early church is completely founded in paganism and oh, all totally. of the things that yes. we've appropriated yes. so like i'd Thank be in school you. and they'd be like halloween and easter and all these mm-hmm. like christmas and you're just like oh it's like this about jesus and then you like start doing like even the most tertiary amount of research oh, and you're totally. like let's talk about what that money stands for like easter come on now like yes. it's so aggressive they're just like mm-hmm. oh no, no no just like put the thinnest veneer on and we're gonna call it christianity i mean <laughs> even in my family and without naming names there's specific people on both sides who are devoutly christian mm-hmm. and devoutly just obnoxious Um, (laughs) but to see them posing with the easter bunny and then going to church on sunday with their palm sunday stuff and i'm just like pick one yeah yeah like make up your mind yeah so my my thing is like happy zombie jesus day (laughs) that's wrong and i'm like it's wrong that you're denying so Mm. many things that are true yeah you're denying the fact that like that is the definition of a zombie yeah you are back from the dead after three days you're dead bro come on yeah i understand my husband it was raised christian too Mm. and um i'm i'm raised catholic grew up in new orleans celebrated every single season Mm. and um when we started living together i remember putting up my halloween decorations he's like what's that i'm like that's we're celebrating Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Spooky time. He said, no, I don't, I, we don't dress up. Like we, my yeah. family and I never dressed oh, yeah. up. We never celebrated. Yeah. We never did any of He doesn't like, they don't understand that slowly. I'm peeling the layers from him mm-hmm. and he's opening up a little more. We called it the harvest festival at our church. We would have a party at the oh, church. Yeah. Oh, wow. So kids wouldn't get into trouble on devil's night and do stuff on See? Halloween. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm in costume. Treat. It's fine. fine. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> Yeah. Dress up like a scarecrow. Yeah, it's no, all right. I went to but a, no yeah. scary stuff. Mm-hmm. No scary stuff. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I went to a Christian university, and mm-hmm. every was year. Was it Lee University? I'm sorry? Lee University? No, it's called Grace. Oh, okay. It's in Indiana. Grace. But they're all like sister schools, like Hope, Grace. Yeah. Probably that one as well. They're all the best. <laughs> uh, um, and even as like a 20 year old, they would be like, oh, yeah, like Halloween's coming up, and like there's a witch's coven, and they kill black cats and kidnap blonde girls. And you're like, oh, okay. I've never heard that before. Oh, and it's, well, but like, let's well. talk about Indiana. No offense <laughs> to any of our Indiana listeners, but you all know it's quite mm-hmm. a specific state. So is state. Ohio, and so is yep. Michigan. Yeah, oh, all yeah. of it. And it's just like said as not even like a slander, just like an, a fact, like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's happening. Don't have a black cat. And you're like, oh, okay. That is so weird. Because you're so, like you said, I think one of you mentioned brainwashing. I could be like, that is the perfect yeah. word. And you're but just that's like, exactly yeah, what that's it right. Is. Like, that's true. That's definitely happening. There's a group. Mm-hmm. Have you guys heard of the Red Hat Society? The, the Red Hats? It's a bunch of women that wear red hats and it's for cancer awareness. Mm-hmm. The red and purple ones you see at Target. Yeah, red and purple. Oh, I thought they were the pink that's, ones. That's what that's for. Oh. Right? But in Michigan, where I lived, Michigan. everyone said because they would gather this woman's house on 3rd and Washington in Monroe, Michigan, and I'm pointing it out. Um, <laughs> Good no. That's all that it was for, was one of them lost a sister to cancer, and they came together all the time to talk about what can we do to raise money, how yeah. do we do like a, a cakewalk, like all these things. And all these Christians were like, they're all witches. They're mm-hmm. gathering at the house to do witchcraft. And it's like, because they're all you wearing serious? hats. I wish they were. <laughs> yeah. But, She's wearing a hat. She's a witch. Yeah, it was, it was women, really... women gathering is a big no-no. A big no-no. Like, even so today. No, 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 no. no, no, no. The nerve. Absolutely not. <laughs> Let's no. go into this. Let's uh, kind of segue into witchcraft. Okay. Yes. Uh, let's start with your journeys into witchcraft. Mm. What um, are some false accusations of witchcraft and what do you guys think of the new millennial witches? Mm. <laughs> mm. 
But yeah, I guess like your standpoint on witchcraft and the practice in itself. Mm-hmm. My, right, my mother wants to start. I can't. I can. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my core principles fall in line with uh, what I do with the Black Hat Society. And that is to heal, to advocate, mm. and to teach. Yes. I love that. Teaching is a really, really big one that I think has been lost because of the internet, because of mm. easily published, self-published books. Mm. Pinterest. And because of popularity mm. and social climbers. So. Oh, totally. I Even looking at my own social media, things that I've done in the past, like, I don't need to give you a rap sheet of everything that I've done because, again, it just goes back to that social climber bullshit. But mm. I've known... Some legit psychics, mostly not, just because they've been on TV mm. and they're practicing witches, all of a sudden they're dubbed this iconic, mm-hmm. pivotal, like, this is the main witch we need to go to for everything. And it's mm. like, it's just like when you go to uh, to uni or you go to school, it's like, you're going to have your favorite professor mm. and then you're going to have the one that's just complete bullshit. Right. And that's kind of what I want people to remember is like, the thing about learning the craft is that take the word craft and think about that itself. What are you creating? Mm. What are you putting together for yourself? It's something that you draw from within and you express outwardly because witches bend energy, witches manipulate energy, um, witches also know how to sit silently and do nothing because sometimes that's the most powerful move to make ever. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. So I'm not good at that one. <laughs> right. So no, it's, that's, it's, it also like there's so many principles that tie into the craft because you can be so eclectic with what you practice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like that's a very common term that I hear too is uh, eclectic witchcraft. And some people use it the right way. Some people use it the wrong way. But again, it is not up to me to determine who's right and who's wrong. It's just mm-hmm. how does it apply to your life and how do you devout or devote yourself to your own practice? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But as far as uh, my discovery of witchcraft, I mean, like I said, I felt something when I went to a Christian church. I felt it for a long time. And everyone said that it was coming from a monotheistic God. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once I started to rebel a little bit and study other other um, religions and practices and theologies under the recommendation of my biological father, mind you, because mm-hmm. he was a theology major back in the day. Oh. I realized. Did oh. we like have the same life growing up? Right. Like, what's happening? <laughs> so, like, what? I know. I, I, you're you are coming to mind. Literally keep saying things like, yeah. sorry. So, <laughs> am I a witch? <laughs> the answer so is no. So what? What you kind of discover is that um, there are bits and pieces of so many core things in every religion and every faith practice mm. that are similar, very oh, totally. similar stories, very similar origins. But it mostly boils back down to the origins of man, the origins of us. Mm-hmm. Animism was one of the first religions. Uh, dancing around the fire, interpreting nature as animals, wearing their skins, becoming mm-hmm. those things, uh, embodying the gods or the people in the sky that made loud noises and mm-hmm. were telling us that we were being bad. It was our way of telling stories about science and things that we didn't understand. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really discovering now in this modern time of millennial witches and mm-hmm. science being merged into spirituality again, just mm-hmm. like it did back in the 1800s, is that we're on this continuous loop of always trying to learn and explain and understand things. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think healing, advocating, and teaching is so important. The acronym HAT. Um, because if you don't heal yourself, you can't express yourself. Mm. If you don't advocate for something, then you stand for nothing. Mm-hmm. So how do you teach the world these two concepts before? You know, um, And that's a lot of like why the craft is important to me and why when people say that witches are bad, witches wear conical hats, witches witches gather at night and dance under a full moon. And it's like, maybe some witches do that, but not all witches are the same. So Mm, take with it what you will, pick and choose what you will. But it's that, it's that rule. If it harm you none, so mote it be, you know? 
Will you agree that uh, witchcraft or witches are not good, but they're not bad, but they're more subjective? Yeah, we are not inherently evil and we are not inherently good. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. I consider myself on the path that I've been on for my life. Um, I'm very tend to be very neutral, but a more of a chaotic neutral. If you want to play Dungeons <laughs> yeah, and Dragons, I like that. Yeah. So um, I will I will stand up for the underdog when it is necessary, mm. but I also want to give people a chance to stand up for themselves. Right. Know? So. Mm-hmm. That's a little bit about my journey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Val, you had a personal journey with witchcraft. You just got into the craft, right? You started learning. Yeah. And- so, like, as you know, raised Catholic, mm-hmm. but um, like I've always been like into like I don't know, just something else. Like it's always like mm-hmm. piqued my interest. And then um, when I was maybe like eighteen or nineteen or something. Because I was never a good Catholic, except for, like, immediately after oh, I was me, honey. slain in the spirit. You and me. <laughs> yeah, and then that worked out for maybe, like, a year or so. Right. And then, like, when I was 18 or 19 or something, I was like, yeah, no, no thanks. Mm-hmm. And I started studying Buddhism and um, mm. studying, not practicing. Um, so I studied Nichiren Buddhism, and that was super cool. And um, that gave me, like, a completely different worldview. But, like, I always had, like, something else just kind of, like, always bugging me. I never knew quite what it was and then it wasn't and then I always like dabbled I guess in witchcraft which is like sort of what comes to mind when like I think about like millennial witches Mm. Mm. like it's more of like a dabbling thing Mm. and posting it on Instagram yes okay so like in October of last year 2018 um, I went into this uh, metaphysical shop in Burbank and I was just kind of like buying like candles and blah blah Mm. because at that point in my in my journey, I was like, I'll just do a full moon ritual. What do I need to do? Burn a bunch of intentions? Okay. So I was just like, <laughs> and like, oh, and colors correspond to things? Wonderful. So I went in there for candles. And then um, I just kept getting pulled to like this uh, offering bag of, of Hecate, of all goddesses. And um, like I was at the register and I was like, I didn't have the bag. And then I was like, you know what? Let me just get the bag. And um, I did not have the money for it. Uh, that was definitely like a okay. I buy this bag or I buy gas. Mm. And I bought the bag. So <laughs> it was stupid, stupid of me. And then um, me and Bryce all the time with coffee. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Like coffee? I don't have the money for this. You don't much. need to eat. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah, you can just live off the caffeine Food is and nicotine. Have <laughs> <laughs> air. Eat air. Uh-huh. It's fine. Yeah, photosynthesis. Um, but like since then. Rather, like, I talked to the shop owner, and, like, we we talked a lot about Hakate, and then the more he told me, I was just like, oh, my gosh, like, this has been a thing, like, all my life. This is, this, like... What is Hakate? Or is it Hecate or Hecate? It, it really depends. Because I call her Hecate, because I have a little altar in my room for her. Nice. I do. I really believe that she brought Mia to me, because I, yeah, I really... I love that. Yeah. Because she's a mother of dogs, right? Yeah, she's she's a tamer she's a, of beasts yes. and men. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that. Those are synonyms. And, Same yeah, yeah. <laughs> mother of witches, mother of the crossroads Girl. in the spirit world. But she's very intense. Oh, she's super intense. Very. So like, intense, anytime I bring yeah. her up, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm starting because I actually I'm a I'm doing a devotion to Hakate right now. Mm-hmm. So and every time I bring it up to oh, like wow. to someone like who knows, they're mm. just like, "Girl, good luck with that." And I'm like. <laughs> Nobody supports me, but it's fine. No, it's my it is. It, I think it is support. It's just like be ready. Mm. Yeah, yeah. She's intense. She's really yeah. intense. So like yeah. intense. I had a yeah. dream about her, and I told someone about it, and they're like, "Girl." <laughs> yeah. It, it, but I didn't see her. I saw two large black 
dogs, like hounds. But when they were barking, they weren't aggressive. And when I, I was trying to shush them in my dream, I was like, quiet, quiet. And then I, for some reason, I said, Hecate. And they stopped and they looked at me and they approached me, but they were not ready to attack. And then two weeks later, I got my dog, Mia. I just got goosebumps. That's weird. Me too. I got Mia because I've been going through something very personal. Yeah. And she brought Mia to me. So. (laughs) Yeah, but like in that term of like how to pronounce it, like Mm -hmm. I've been corrected so many times. I'm just like, you know what? Tomato, tomato. Mm. Tomato, tomato. Yeah. Tomato, clamato. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's fine. Like she gets it, she can feel your intentions. I'm sure it's fine. Mm-hmm. But um, mm-hmm. so the more I talked with this uh, person about it, about um, you know, Hecate or Hecate, um, I just realized like, oh my god, like all my life this has been leading me to this. Like wow. I've always had like I've always been like very good with like animals and like keys have always been like a thing for me. Like I used to wear a key all the time, like a very mm-hmm. like fashiony old fashioned one. And um, that's like one of her symbols, like whips, keys, um, tamer of men, tamer of beasts. Mm. And then like, I'm actually, actually very good with a whip, like as a dominatrix. Oh god, so obsessed. So many questions right now going. This little like vanilla boy from the Midwest is like, just keep talking and never stop talking. Me and our one listener, like, who's that girl's voice? Oh my god! So this was your journey to your yeah. So like your goddess, yeah, yeah. To and your inner goddess in a way. Yeah. So that's been like really really cool. And then um, like I hadn't like fully devoted myself yet. And then mm. I met um Zachariah, and like we bonded over drag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There and are now drag Zachariah... mothers and there's witch mothers. Yeah. And that's amazing. Zachariah is like both for me, honestly. That's and so then, awesome. Yeah. Like uh, we started off as like just friends and then like um, like I started like hanging out with him like more and more and then. She left the dark side. That's all we'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> Mother. The girl was hanging out with some trash, but that's fine. There you <laughs> go. Look, we've all been there. It's yeah. Nice. It's okay. It's okay. Stop she was it. learning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> baby steps. Baby Stop steps. It. Yeah, that's actually one of the first things I noticed is that, like, right away you were calling Zachariah mother. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, that's, like, I know mm-hmm. that world of mm-hmm. drag. Oh, yeah, totally. So, like, right away I was like, what? what is the crossover yeah. there? So that makes perfect mm-hmm. sense. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. like, well, that's how, like, we first bonded. Well, my other mentee, and drag. it's like, I don't, it's so funny. She's technically a mentee, but I don't call her um, that. Oh, she's my kid. <laughs> yeah. We just had a long conversation about I'm your this witch the other baby. night. Like, my yeah. adopted child. Mm-hmm. I love it in so many ways. But I had another mentee. I've had quite a few in the last four years. Um, but the last one I had was one of the first people to say mother and mm. publicly was stating it so many times. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'll take it. That's love it. And yeah. then she didn't know that and she just started calling me that. It was really weird. So it was You just, never told me this story. Never did. Oh my nope. God. So Investigative just, journalism just, here yeah. on Hollywood <laughs> Paranormal. Along I just with have BDSM, a natural paranormal, maternal nature. Witchcraft. Yeah. The occult? <laughs> motherhood. Motherhood. <laughs> and motherhood. Motherhood, yes. Yes, yeah. this pregnancy podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, so, like, I started hanging out with Zachariah more, and then, like, um, jokingly calling him mother, and then, um, and then I started, like, asking questions of, like, hey, so, like, what does this feel like to you? And wow. then he was, and then he sort of, like, led me, like, down that path of, like, like, oh, why don't you try it? Mm-hmm. Like, see what you can do. See what you feel. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, okay. And, like, <laughs> now we're at a point, And it just kept being that. And then I would, like, check with him. And then, um, like, I don't know. It's sort of like a one thing led to another. And, like, now I assist, yeah. like, mother on, like, mm-hmm. seances and, like, wow. events. And it's, like, super cool. And, mm-hmm. like, 
the more I um, like hang out with him, like the more I find myself like practicing and like wanting to um, study and just really trying to like hash out like what's what in my own head and it's been really really neat i also like um it's something that i've noticed and i think i've mentioned this to valentine before too is it's also the journey of self-discovery that i've watched her go through and it's not just in her it's not just in in her witchcraft and in her practice it's also confidence in herself self-empowerment no for real um being able to decipher (laughs) like am i just being emotional or is this something that i really need to deal with and it's Mm -hmm. like every like she said in the beginning she'd be like hey what do you think about this i'm like i don't know why don't you look into it because my method Mm -hmm. of teaching (laughs) my method of teaching is very much so like go into the wilderness and be fucking afraid but figure out how to not be afraid anymore And I'll be here. You're not going to be not safe, you know, mm. but I'm not going to hold your hand the entire time. Oh, yeah, that's totally you. But <laughs> it, you and I, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's actually like the grown best way. I exponentially. Learned. It's that's amazing. Good. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, great. that's That's what you call tough love. Yeah. And you don't I mean, want like a clone of yourself no. in any yeah. kind of teaching because yeah. that's so simple. Just be like, be it's this way. In your own mm-hmm. And then you don't yeah. know if it is true or not. And that's like, especially in the church, that's what we're taught. It's this way. It's this way. It's this way. And you're like, but I don't, why don't I believe any of this? Like, I'm. Yeah, like to. my heart's not in it, yeah. and like that's the biggest thing. Exactly, that's so how like, it was with Catholicism. Yeah, mm-hmm. girl, totally. And like, so it was really like it was a really big moment for me because mm. we did a like this the November full moon. We did um, a ritual, and we were like, oh yeah, it's gonna be like super casual, blah. And then like um, we were doing the setup for the altar and the circle, and then um, Zachariah was like, yeah, like uh, oh, you just made these candles because like I was sitting at his house because I needed to get out of my house, and like. Um, like I had just like painted sigils on these candles for like all the directions and it was like cool and I was like super proud of myself. And then um, he was setting up the altar and all the stuff and then um, he was like, yeah, okay. And then like water goes here and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, water goes in the West. And then he's like, girl, that's for like European witchcraft. We're doing Cherokee, but let's try it your way. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh my God. And well, then she um, had to lead the ritual. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then, yeah, like, and then I, I, like, that's what he told, like, I didn't even realize that, like, that was happening, but he was like, yeah, like, girl, you ended up leading that whole thing, and I was mm-hmm. like, I did not. Well, yeah. even the quarter, the direction wow. calls that she did, and that, I mean, even thinking about it now, it's weird, like, we haven't talked about that night since then, but. Yeah, we haven't. The day after, <laughs> the day after, I ended up in the hospital. Oh, my God. And. I saw that on it, your story, yeah, and I was so, like, girl, what happened? It just, oh, I know. <laughs> it was like, we both had such an emotional thing, and a, a, one of our girlfriends was there, too, with us. We kept it very casual, which we did, mm-hmm. and we invited a bunch of people, but only one other person showed up. It was three of us. Mm-hmm. But it was a very powerful ritual. Oh, wow. super. I was I like, I really regret not so going. Down. Yeah, we all released <laughs> a lot of stuff. But I think for me, it was like a, a very clear message of like, okay, you need to sit this one out for a minute and take a break. Because mm-hmm. I've been doing a lot of work. So You sure have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was, um, yeah, it was really, it was intense. And I mean, I went in the hospital and then when I got out, I felt perfectly fine. It was weird. Mm, wow. It was like, sit down, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> yeah. But she, yeah, she's got her devotion to um, Hecate, Hecate. Um, and I've uh, mine has changed over time because mine originates from Cherokee medicine mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you know, the medicine path, which is, you know, journeying with animals and finding your, 
your inner self and your lower and upper world and all that stuff. Um, right. But I, I tell people I work a lot of spider medicine. So oh, spider is yeah. the creator and the weaver of life, which is it's very much a witch symbol, you know. So mm-hmm. that's my I shit. I did not know that. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I will also say yeah, that. All like, your little spiders on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I noticed that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will also say that, like, Hikate's uh, archetype is a medicine woman. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I asked uh, Mother about that. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, <gasps> what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That was like a whole thing for me. And I'm still learning about like the archetypes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Does that typically happen where it's like a mentee would need to be somewhat simpatico with where your journey has already led you or you can kind of guide anyone or is this just coincident not coincidental, but like fortuitous maybe is a better word that like these two sort of seem to align so well. It really it really depends on it's it depends on both parts. Sure. So the student or the teacher. I think for me I've worked with so many different types of people. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I've worked with people who are into satanic witchcraft. I've worked with people wow. who are into Buddhism, but now they're exploring the craft. Yeah. Um, mm. And then I've worked with people who were complete atheists and non-believers. And now all of a sudden they're like, something's happening to me. Wow. What do I do? Um, but not everyone goes through the same journey like Valentine has, where they don't find a goddess to devote to or a god. They don't find a, or even like in uh, hoodoo and stuff, a patron saint or family saint. Not everyone ascribes himself to those types of things. Of so as a teacher, it's more my psychology stuff comes in where I'm like, who are you as a person? Mm-hmm. What works for mm-hmm. you in your real life? Because the thing that people disconnect from so often is remembering that the gods and goddesses, if you were to view them as normal day-to-day people, which you should, you should have a relationship with them that would be like they're your friend and you can talk to them at any time. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, for her to pick Hikate made sense. Wow. It's someone who's stern, who has a lot of wisdom, who's been in both realms of the upper world, the mm-hmm. lower world, death and living, and works with animals and tames men. It just made sense. Yeah. And I was mm-hmm. like, duh, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Had she come to me and been like, And she did say that. I want to work with Diana, the goddess, and I just want to like get into see, archery and stuff. See, yeah, like, you say that right now, and like even now, like I just feel like, no. Yeah. yeah. No. I just can't. Not that I don't have <laughs> But that's where you Diana, go back to uh, but... through teaching and learning is like knowing how to trust your own intuition about what feels right for another person, even if they don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Because I mean, I'd, it's like uh, some people talk about how you can't choose a god or goddess unless they call to you. Like some people say uh, Odin, for example, the mm-hmm. Norse god, he chooses you. He will send messengers to you. Like he'll send ravens or he'll send animals as a symbol of like, hey, or he'll appear to you in your dreams. Or you'll see yourself with one eye or something that's like all about him and his symbology, mm-hmm. right? Odin's never come to me. Mm. God, Freya's never come to me. Like none of those gods or goddesses have ever come to me. Wow. And it wasn't until I moved to LA that I found out what my channel was as far as like the goddess realm. Because I'd been working with Native American practices for so long and journeying and sh- shamanic drumming and mm. all this stuff. And um when I got here, this this visage of like death kept coming to me. Mm. But it, I knew it was a woman, even though she was bones and wore a robe. I knew it was a oh, woman. Wow. And then I learned about the holy death. And then I learned about Santa Muerte. And I was like, oh. And then I met a, a bruja, and she was like, oh, she's calling to you. That's very uncommon for her to call, especially someone who doesn't have ancestors that are Latin or Latinx or whatever. You know. So it was really, I felt honored. I was really mm-hmm. like, this is fucking cool. Wow. Yeah. And then like this little figurine popped up at Santi Alley in this woman's shop. It was the only one, and it's a red Santissimo Merte <gasps> with her sickle, uh, her scythe, and she's on. My, she's been on my altar for four years now. Wow. And I pray to her every day. I'm just like, cool. 
death is my friend. (laughs) (laughs) So I work with the dead a lot because of that. It just makes sense. But she's very gentle, but she's also very vengeful if you piss her off. Yeah. So, yeah. You got to like me. Yeah. Like any. Let's transition to your opinion on the millennial witches. Okay. So I know some of our listeners like to go on Pinterest, they might like to even go on Google on how to do random spells, especially spells for love. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's very common. Yeah, very yeah. common. So uh, what are your thoughts on the millennial witch or people that are approaching witchcraft for the first time? I, mm, I'll, I'll say one thing first and I'll let you go. It'll be quick. My mm-hmm. question, it's just a question for people to ponder, is why do we think it's so easily accessible all the time? Mm-hmm. How come we can just Google it and decide that that's fact? Yeah. You know, what... What happened to the core values of a lot of things that originated mm. about the craft? It's not even when Gardner came out with Wicca. It's like what was before that? What mm-hmm. was the foundation and the principles behind it? It's like when we were talking about Easter. What was the foundation and the principles behind the pagan origins? Mm-hmm. Where did the pagans get those concepts? Exactly. Where, did, where did all these people get all these ideas mm-hmm. to gather in mass and do ritual and circle? You know. What is so the origin? If you story? don't know the origin, you shouldn't be practicing it. Because mm-hmm. what if you fuck something up? What if you harm yourself? What if you harm another person? Yes. Or what if you're so unaware of those repercussions that you don't even see it, mm-hmm. and you just continue to do it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, totally. You know, and that's when you said those broken women, those broken people. That's when you meet those types of people. It's like they keep fucking with it, and they don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. yeah. and that's why things keep getting worse. So just as a little insert, um, we had to take a little break, and I mentioned to both. Mm-hmm. Zachariah and Valentine that I attended a history of witchcraft Uh, it was a course of five classes it was a really organized very thorough very informative um, group of classes led by Mystic Dylan um, who used to work at (laughs) now I found that he used to work at the uh, the Mystic Museum and um, one of the classes that was highly filled up it was it was packed was the spells Mm -hmm. and crystals class and there are a lot of women in this class that came in wanting to get their phones anointed they wanted to learn how to do a love spell and the first thing that we were taught in this class the first class was love is the most dangerous spell girl Mm -hmm. totally it is the most dangerous thing to practice Mm -hmm. because you don't fuck with love Mm -hmm. and um i mean what is your approach to coming across spells and crystals for the first time like what do they need to know before they start dabbling with this especially when it comes to love especially when it comes to them resorting to witchcraft Mm -hmm. i remember i tried to cast my first love spell when i was like in the fourth grade like (laughs) yeah i'm not even gonna lie but then like like you really have to think about it like do you want a boyfriend or a partner or like someone in your life that you have to do magic on in order for them to be in your life Mm -hmm. like girl no like no um and that also goes into like you're you're chasing really hard after something yeah and like in this like case you'd be like you know casting a spell on it but like you're chasing really hard after it but that implies that it's running away from you and when something's running away from you it's not meant to be in your freaking life Mm -hmm. like that's just yeah um, in terms, or like, rather, as far as, like, millennial witches go and, like, just Googling things and, like, Pinterest. Like, I have a Pinterest, like, for the grimoire that I'm working on. Um, and, like, it's it helps me, like, open up to, like, new ideas and then, like, I research more things and blah, blah, mm. blah. Um, I don't see a problem with, like, okay. I don't see a problem with, like, having the knowledge but, like, not 
like follow through with mm. that and like learning like yeah like about the origins about like what could possibly happen the way that like this spell should it work could show up in your life because like I was thinking about it like I have been doing um like money magic like <laughs> like over the summer I did like a lot of like money magic um and then I was like okay like my income's like pretty much the same but I found that like on my animal animal crossing on on my phone because I play animal crossing on my phone I am a millionaire yeah on animal crossing girl (laughs) I'm a millionaire but it's kind of like that's not what I wanted yeah so like you you learn and um but like as far as like millennial witches go I think like the big problem here is that you're just not like maybe your things are manifesting but you're Mm. just not seeing them in like you're not seeing it where you want it so you think it's not working or whatever it is I also think too what you're trying to say is that and people keep associating millennials with this but I think it's in every generation Um, we in this current phase we're in 2019 we're going into 2020 so many people have this desire for instant gratification oh Oh, absolutely I want to take a pill and be be fucking skinny I want to I want to turn on this TV program and all of a sudden know myself it's like that's not how life works so People will Google things. People will go on Pinterest. People will look up all these things and figure out, like, how do I get this man to love me? Mm-hmm. How do I get the? Um, and I think a lot of what it comes from is just, like, you can't control yourself, mm-hmm. so you want to control all the external factors around you. And that's a lot of what the problem that people have is. That's yeah. why they're so broken. It's like, well, if I can just fix everything around me, I'll be fine. It's like, no, you should start with yourself first. Mm-hmm. That's where that's you should very start. That's true, yeah. Um, so it's like what you were saying. It's like all these money spells and all these things that you want to – make happen mm-hmm. if your focus is just being in your phone all the time and you're playing this game all the time of course that's where shit's going to manifest hmm. you should be it living does. your life <laughs> exactly you know it's yeah. so easy to figure it out so it's like you got to be oh, really specific yeah. with where you're funneling things <laughs> mm-hmm. you know yeah and that's where it can get really dangerous is like some people it's just a fleeting thought it's like i'm just gonna light this candle and forget that i set an intention on this candle so yeah. every time i light it and walk away i'm forgetting what it was for and then it becomes cluttered and toxic and mm-hmm. bad and you attract like some abusive person into your life or you start abusing yourself. Right. You know? Oh, that's very true. That and that's, I've seen that happen over and over. And that's why I say, I don't do love magic for people. What I do is help people find spells for self empowerment and understanding the self. Mm-hmm. And if that means it gets nasty and you cry a lot and you got snot coming out of your nose. Great. I will. It's good. <laughs> it's, it's good for you. It's, it's that's healing. That's one of the reasons why I started practicing. I mm-hmm. wanted to be more empowered mm-hmm. and, be more enlightened mm-hmm. and yeah. also to learn to love myself a little more yeah. mm-hmm. and I feel that like I've been processing it I even purposely leave my phone in my car yeah. sometimes nice. just yeah. so Same. I don't have to touch it yeah. you know mm-hmm. and actually waking up with a lot of gratitude like in the morning like oh what type of day is it going to be I hope mm-hmm. it's going to be a good day mm-hmm. I just I'm happy that it's a beautiful day mm-hmm. and yeah. Gratitude's a very mm-hmm. powerful vibration. It raises everything so much faster. Mm-hmm. I've said that in several podcasts, but I'll st- I keep saying it. <laughs> when I'm that having a true. shitty day, I just I say, what are three things that I'm grateful for? And yeah. I say them out loud, and it turns the whole day around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then it really you know, does. It attracts better things to you, too. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. How, yeah. Um, what messages do you guys have before we transition to the paranormal to ghosts mm-hmm. and seances boy howdy um what messages or you know little keynotes that you have for individuals that want to practice the magic or witchcraft or want to you know dabble in it for the first time 
study, 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 yeah, study. That was actually mm-hmm. the word that came to me. Take everything with a grain right of salt. <laughs> um, you know, you can't apply everything to your practice. You have to take what works for you. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I do believe in that, that old rule of, you know, don't harm other people in your practice mm-hmm. and in your study. Um, mm-hmm. Respect others and their boundaries. Respect your own boundaries. Oh, totally. Um, also, don't practice with others right away. Like, don't come together like in the movie The Craft and let's call the corner. It's an embodiment now. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, our fourth. Like, mm. please don't yeah. do that. Please don't jump right in. Don't jump into that shit. Don't mm-hmm. jump right into doing seances and other things. You yes. Know, like, don't try to communicate on the other side. Don't do a spell to conjure up like this immense love thing. Like, keep it simple, stupid. Uh, like, literally yeah. keep it simple. That's keep it real. simple. That's and true. That's my tips. And like, in terms of like practicing with other people, like, it's actually very rare for people to be in covens nowadays, unless they're like. Well, in in California, I think. Oh, okay. for sure. That's fair. Yeah, I've never sure. practiced outside of California, mm-hmm. so it's fine. But like, just in general, and like, mm-hmm. maybe it's it's just like my weird relationship with people. Um, but like, I feel like it's very rare to find just like in the craft. It's just like this new girl comes in and she's like, she's our fourth. Uh, and like all of us, like everything like melds together so perfectly. That's not how it really works. No. That's Hollywood. So mm-hmm. like to that, I say like, yeah, absolutely. Like practice your own shit first. And then rather like learn who you are, like learn where the craft is like taking you and like is taking you mm-hmm. on your journey. Because like even now, like I find that cause like, so I'm really, uh, devoting myself to Hikate, Zachariah does not. I have been like pulled towards like the death current, and then um, Zachariah is also on that. But like, I remember like talking about it. He was just like, "Are you sure about that girl? Are you sure?" And then um, so yeah, like I like you're always going to be learning about yourself. Like, mm-hmm. how long have you been doing this now, Zachariah? Over ten years. Yeah, over yeah. ten years, and let's see, you're still learning stuff about yourself. <laughs> Stop That's it, part mother. Of, part of it, you're always learning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no matter what you yeah. do, you're always learning. Mm-hmm. I mean, as, I mean, Bryce is still continuing his acting classes. Mm-hmm. He's he's mm-hmm. an actor. He has to take these classes to learn more and to yeah. develop himself into a better actor. A wise person knows mm-hmm. that they must learn something new every day. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Especially with my, you know, creativity and my designs, mm-hmm. I'm like learning new sewing techniques and yeah. drawing techniques. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just how it is everywhere. Yeah. yeah. If you're the smartest person in the room, you are in the wrong mm-hmm. room. Ooh. Yeah. So like for new witches or like people who would like to sort of like dip their toe in, mm-hmm. if you will, like learn about the different types of witchcraft. Cause, and like another good thing is like learn of your like family lineage. It's very helpful. That's really, really helpful. big. Cause yes. like I couldn't fall in line with like Zachariah's Cherokee things like full out. Cause I like, that's just not where I come from. I, mm. It doesn't resonate with me. Like, I didn't even... fall in line with it right away either. I was like, but we look really white. Like, <laughs> but my, my adoptive father, my uncle Larry, like showed me so much about it before he died. And I was just like, oh, these are really time-honored traditions that were passed down orally through our family. And it's mm-hmm. not bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't go around like telling everybody about it because, again, it's supposed to be sacred and right. kept amongst yourselves. Yes. But when people ask him, like, you know, yeah, I, I believe in knowing where you come from and knowing your origins. Mm-hmm. And for Valentine, it's like we had a friend who was like, oh, what's your background? She's like, oh, well, I'm Filipino and this. It's like, oh, girl, Asian people love the dead. Like, yeah, work with dead people. <laughs> and that's actually true. It is, it's <laughs> yeah. true. And they were <laughs> not like, wrong. True. Yeah. And it wasn't false. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. It's all ancestor stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Which, 
I mean, and like that's kind of where it's it gets like kind of wonky for me because like I am studying like more of an more of a, like a European uh, craft, but like um, I at least know that there's like okay, there's something going on in my family, mm-hmm. but like I've hesitated talking to them about the, about like the whole thing because they are like horrifyingly Catholic, mm. and I feel like they're just gonna be like, no, don't talk about it. But like Zachariah mentioned to me once, like, yeah, like every family has that like one family member that's like, oh no, yeah, like that person was super weird. And mm. here's why. And it turns out like, oh, they had like abilities or they were into some weird shit and they were stuff. weird because they weren't <laughs> the normal one. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'd rather be the weirdo. Me too. Yeah, I'm personally. the weird one in the family. Yeah. Definitely the black sheep. Black Obviously. Sheep. <laughs> <laughs> now let's transition to ghosts seances. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the paranormal. Mm-hmm. Let's start with this opener. Do you believe in ghosts? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <Huh? laughs> yes, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, how does one approach a seance and conduct a seance mm. properly? How does one properly communicate with the dead? With respect, com- first mm-hmm. off. Mm-hmm. Respect is a big yeah. one. Yeah, she's right. Um to be quite honest, to quite frank, um, quite frank, there really isn't a proper or improper way to do it. It's it's like we were talking about. You have to approach things in a way that work for you. Mm. Um, but I think having established rules and guidelines for a lot of people helps keep you safe. Mm-hmm. Um, there are some people who love to work through chaos. They love to work through scary things happening and having attachments and a spirit lingering. Like some people want that. But that's just irresponsible. I don't. Okay, no. I don't. So, um, I have one that lingers outside. I'm not even joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of my methodology, or, um, it goes back to uh, the spiritualist movement where a seance was like a parlor trick. It was a fun party that rich, affluent people did. Mm-hmm. There was always a medium. Mm. You white can, people. Yeah, a bunch of white people. They really are Basically. quite the worst. I know. <laughs> they are quite white. Um, <laughs> you are quite white. Wonder bread. Yeah. <laughs> but the way it would work was that, you know, they would have these big uh, soirees and have a party and cocktails and be in their parlor and they'd have a witch or a, not a witch, but they'd have a medium or spiritualist come. And they would try to call out to the darkness and see what spirits came forward. Mm -hmm. Most of these were completely fabricated, false, phony, um, you know, chicanery. Mm. So, which (laughs) it's funny, chicanery. There was a guy who messaged me after the Harris house. No, after a caller. No, you're right. The Harris house. And he said, you and Valentine blew blew us away. You were legit. It was real. We experienced things. And we were so worried about it being chicanery and false. And it wasn't. So thank wow. you. Chicanery. And I was like, wow. I haven't said, had that word directed I towards love me. That's amazing. But um, yeah, contacting spirits. I mean, it can be really complicated or really straightforward and boring. Mm-hmm. So it just depends on how you approach it. Mm. And again, Please don't just dive into doing that. You know, you, if you want to bust out a Ouija board and be a dumbass, go for it. I've used them before. Worst decision I ever made in my life. A lot of bad things happened after the fact. And yes. I am experienced and seasoned in this shit. It's just, it's a big open door that you don't want to open, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. It's hard to close. And it goes back to what Valentine said. Being in a group or a coven, you have to be very, very particular with who you share your energy and hold oh, a circle totally. with. Mm-hmm. So yeah. the reason why we have the methodology that we do in the seances that I conduct, I don't know any of those people. Mm-hmm. I don't know anything about their background. Mm-hmm. But I do things that safeguard us as mediums and as people who channel 
to not bring in their bad shit and oh, keep yeah, it there totally. at the location that we're at. And I'm sure that the people who live there appreciate that. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think that answers the question. Mm. Yeah. Let's talk about the Harris House. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In, ref- in reference to our last episode that we um, posted <clears throat> on Halloween, mm. you guys did conduct a, a seance in a very, and, and you created a safe space. Um, you grounded yourself properly. Mm-hmm. And you even like felt that a lot of people were bringing in things from the outside. Oh, mm-hmm. totally. And I remember when I first met you, Zachariah, you brought up a really good point. Sometimes it's not the place that's haunted. It's even people. It usually haunted. isn't yeah. the place, period. You yeah. Know? It's usually not. And those are like, um, if it is the place, I mean, what is that? A residual haunting people talk about or it's a poltergeist or it's an attachment. But mm-hmm. for me, working even in the church. Um, mm-hmm. learning to discern spirits, mm-hmm. learning to discern what was there, what was present. When I started to figure out that I could do that just by a clear knowing, clear cognizant knowing, it was just like, wow, people carry a lot of demons, quote unquote, mm-hmm. with them. And it's it gets really bad. It does. Mm-hmm. I, I will agree. There's been investigations and even like, say, the investigations where pub- like the public can pay mm-hmm. a fee to go and feel the chills and the thrills but even the people that come have yeah. you noticed most of the people that go to things like that they have a lot of they haunted, they have haunted a history. lot of stuff it's like it's always it's, with them it's always mm-hmm. and they're very standoffish and they're very cold they're very like no yeah. i'm just here like i'm just because they're I not dealing feel it it's because they are not dealing with their own they're shit. not yeah, dealing with their own stuff yeah you even, experienced it tammy like yeah there were some people at the harris house that were just like you just mm, could tell nope. yeah, yeah you could just Mm-hmm. But then they yeah. were Feel usually it. the first ones to start crying or have an emotion. Yes. Have it. That's yeah. the yes. thing is like, even in seance, it can give you an emotional breakthrough because it mm-hmm. gives you closure or it gives you answers that you were not expecting. It makes me feel more legit when I do what I do, you know, because I don't know these people. I'm not trying to cold read them. Mm-hmm. It's more just mm-hmm. like, oh, this is coming forward. Like when that guy and his friend or coworker, whoever it was, came forward. That was Matt. Yeah. And it was just like motorcycle young death like right behind this guy and this girl and he knows them and tell them i'm okay and i was just like whoa like the passing was like about two weeks the, it had been like a week oh, yes that it was yeah, very it was immediate you recent. called it out mm-hmm. in our post-mortem when he when i was leading the first group for the paranormal investigation he told me about that gentleman mm-hmm. and that you knew about it mm-hmm. without even asking him yeah gave me Goosebumps. Yeah, it was freaky. It I was want wow. to know, in Super your opinion, weird. because he was in our group when we were conducting the investigation on the second floor. We had a lot of things happen in a specific room, mm-hmm. but they're happening because he was in the room. We had the um, EMF meter going crazy. Mm-hmm. It was being responsive to us, but I'm wondering if it was because of that specific spirit mm-hmm. that was mm-hmm. attached to him. Yeah. Because when we had the second group, it was crickets. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's also yeah. um, in, in a lot of in some cultures, there's a belief that your spirit has the ability to come and go as it pleases in the first seven days upon death. And that's wow. when you get all your answers. That's when you find closure. And that's when you decide if I'm going to cross the veil or be in limbo. Mm-hmm. And limbo isn't the word that other cultures use. Obviously, that's a Catholic thing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Purgatory. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, um, but for it to have been within that week and for it to be such a fresh experience, it's like he his spirit was still so very alive, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, you probably got more results because he was in your group yeah. and he it was fresh in his brain thinking about it. And when it came forward in the seance, he was so, I don't want to say emotional. He was almost like despondent, like, Oh my God, 
this is happening. Yeah. It was yeah. very recent. I don't want to. And then he didn't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Again, fresh. Yeah. it was yeah. very hard for him to talk about. He was even when he was explaining his job to me because mm-hmm. he works at this bar called the Cauldron Bar. He's a GM. He was so he's so passionate about what he was doing. Mm-hmm. And just the way he was expressing like the people that he encountered. Mm-hmm. He was like, we're like a family. It just it's like, yeah. you know, the people you want to take care of them. They support you. You support them. Mm-hmm. And then he segue into talking about this gentleman that passed away and he couldn't even finish the sentence when he was nope. telling me about oh. his his passing it was rough like you know you develop a relationship with with people and that's so great that's what you do like that's part of your job is mm. you want to make sure that those people come back and yeah. in a way this guy did mm. after death which mm-hmm. is so interesting yeah it really was mm-hmm. let's talk about death can we mm-hmm. okay <laughs> what is your definition of death and why do ghosts or spirits or manifestations happen after a passing? Death is just another evolutionary cycle, in my opinion. I mean, it's, I talked about this in another podcast on Let's Be Witches, and I think death is a very profound teacher for one. Mm-hmm. Um, but death in its, to its core as a physical manifestation or change is when we are freed from this shell of our flesh body and our consciousness and the energy that is housed within this vessel is dispersed in some way. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when you have a strong enough will and a presence in your living life, when you die, it's like that seven day period, like I mentioned, I think you kind of just, you know, you go somewhere, you figure Mm -hmm. something out, you figure out how to communicate. And I think there are some people who are old souls, they're highly evolved and they float around as much as they want. They decide if they want to come back because I do believe in reincarnation to some extent. Mm-hmm. Um, but death is just, yeah, it's just, it's crossing over. It's no physical limitation anymore. Um, mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's nothing. It depends on who you are, you know, and I, it depends on what you choose for yourself. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't really believe in heaven or hell. I believe in there's something or there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, which is kind of atheist in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. What about it's also you? very Buddhist mm-hmm. because they believe that like it's your life that is heaven and hell, and like you go through these like seven or nine stages, and like when you're and it's all emotional. So like when you're like in complete despair, like you're you're in like the last circle of hell, but you're still alive. And then like when you're like super ecstatic and happy, like mm-hmm. that level for you is heaven. Mm-hmm. So it's, it really just depends. And I remember like in the sixth grade, like when I first even heard about like Buddhism or what it was, um, our teacher was explaining to us that like death to most Buddhists, it's like when you blow out the flame of a candle and then you just disappear. And I was like, yeah, I'm cool with that. Like I, I actually prefer that, that train of thought over like, no, then you're gonna like spend eternity, like either like bored as, anything like mm-hmm. up in clouds or like you're gonna be like suffering in I hell think it, i think it makes more sense when things are cyclical you know mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you die if you were to die and then just live out this eternity as like i don't know a ghost or a spirit it's like that sounds weird to me mm-hmm. i think yeah. when you die you evolve into whatever purpose you have in your non-physical body and so like when i learned about spiritual warfare and things mm-hmm. like that especially mm-hmm. when i was working with people who practice santeria and do conjure work and do clearings and all these things mm-hmm. what i was finding is that they believe that spirits aside from gods and goddesses spirits or ghosts um the loa and all that stuff mm-hmm. they have jobs so in their realms or in their dimensions they might be caretakers of the dead or parishioners they might mm-hmm. be priests 
um, they might be the ones who open doorways for angels to come in. Mm. Like they have jobs. Mm. So I think in some ways death to me is also like where you evolve into the next phase w without being in your body. So mm. it's like maybe when I die, I'm going to become somebody's guard or guardian or guardian, guardian or guide, <laughs> you know, maybe when I die, I'm going to be somebody's best friend, but I'll be like their pet parrot who fucking knows. Mm. Mm -hmm. But I think that like you evolve into something that becomes just your essence, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. and I don't think staying in some heavenly eternity makes sense because yeah. then your energy is just stuck somewhere. I and think that's it not goes, how energy works. I think it goes back into the earth. I think it goes back into the sky. I mm -hmm. think it's very like all that Native American stuff. It's like everything mm -hmm. is a cycle. Everything I is a wheel. I was about to say that. It's a cycle. Yeah. yeah. Everything cycle. has to keep moving. Energy, what's that thing people overuse? Energy is neither created nor destroyed. It just, yeah. it is displaced and it goes into other things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It makes so much sense. Like I think know? it's in China where they believe that like when you die, like your your consciousness is no more but like the energy like mm -hmm. that you once were like goes back to the elements goes mm -hmm. back to like the four or five yeah. elements like whichever one like they mm -hmm. believe in four or five yeah. mm -hmm. so um i mean yeah like death to me is like one a fascinating topic and like one of my favorites but it's definitely like a really hard thing for me to mm -hmm. um like define or even really like give like a hard solid opinion on because there are so many ways to take it because there's also like like what if death is like i mean it's not the end all be all how like most of western civilization sees it like what if it's just passing into the next dimension mm -hmm. like you know what if you're just yeah. like a greater being because dimension of it? theory is freaky too because people talk <laughs> about that where it's like <laughs> aliens or interdimensional be beings when you're dead you're actually an evolved human that's mm -hmm. becoming this mm -hmm. you're on this plane right above us that we can't see yeah and that's talked about a lot in certain uh, spiritual concept it's even in christianity mm. um it's called the powers and the principalities of the air they are unseen beings that manipulate the energies around living beings. Mm -hmm. So it's like, which would on. describe a ghost. It's the same belief, but a different terminology. Yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that so exists a lot with death, especially. Do you believe in demons and shadow people? Like what is your definition mm -hmm. yes. of those two entities? I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a definitely yes. Um, I Hard think, yes. I think the term demon gets thrown around too much. It sure Especially does. with yes, I have ex-boyfriends. So it's fine, <laughs> yes. Zachariah. I will call him when I please. Thank you. <laughs> He's under my bed. Right? <laughs> <laughs> um. It's actually in my bed. <laughs> no, let's be very clear. No. I know, girl. No. <laughs> no. Um, it, it's been thrown around a lot. It's we were just talking about before we started recording the episode about how, geez, it's like every TV show is going mm. in such a dark direction. Yes, like every haunting is a demonic oh. force. Yeah, um, so that's cool. not the fucking second case. season of Haunted. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> So yeah, I believe in demons, I believe in shadow people. When I was on the Toledo Paranormal Research Society's team as their psychic investigator, Neat. I mean, we got photos of a silhouette. It, it was at, uh, this asylum in uh, Indiana. Um, That's the whole state, but go on. Right, <laughs> but you can see a very clear outline of a man, like a, a silhouette of a man just peeking through this doorway. Oh and my gosh. Those oh. kind of photos and Creeper. that kind of evidence. And then to hear about all these stories about the hat man and shadow people that visit yeah. you at night or the woman that sits on your chest, but it's a shadow of a woman. Doppelgangers. Mm -hmm. Doppelgangers. Like, again, think about it. What do we just, what I just talk about when you die or you evolve out of your body, you have a purpose and a job in your, in your spiritual essence and your, and your energy. So mm -hmm. maybe bad people become shadow people, mm. maybe bad people, um, or, you know, people who just had a negative or harmful energy around them. 
it became distorted and all yeah. it would do would start taking energy in. So that's why, you know, we talk about spiritual vampires mm. and Ugh, how yeah. shadow beings make you feel tired and the sense of dread, like I'm going to die, you know. I, I think it exists for a reason. There has to be a polarity. Mm-hmm. It's not about light and dark. It's not about good and bad. It's just, it's balance. Mm. You know, we can't have a bunch of like, oh, angels flying around. You got to have both. Yeah, right. and that's, that's how it's a, again. That's how the wheel turns. It has to be evenly keeled in order to turn and have a absolutely yeah. backpacking off of what we were just talking about <laughs> before this question. Like, what if, like, you know, if an energy turned into like, you know, some sort of like shadow person or like mm-hmm. whatever? What if their job in the quote unquote afterlife mm-hmm. is to like spook people and yeah. like make them aware of like, hey, there's something else out here. Mm-hmm. And it leads them onto their next yeah. path. Well, it's yeah. like some people so, don't I don't mean, have a spiritual discovery until they what bottom out, go through a dark time, oh, uh, have a near death experience. Yes, yeah. it's very common. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, sometimes you have to go through the darkness in order to find your purpose. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, that's why I love working with shadow in general. You know, it's a very mm-hmm. powerful force. Work through anger, make it productive. You know, mm-hmm. work through your pain, turn it into something beautiful. It's there's a reason that it's there. But if you just own it. It doesn't fuck with you, right? You know? So, but it's yeah. hard for some people. Yeah. And I think we've kind of danced around it a little bit, but mm-hmm. I think the thing that we haven't touched on that much is that pop culture and entertainment have tainted a lot of these ideas that you're talking oh. about. Oh yes, it's yeah. very good and evil. Um, it's very like witchcraft is this thing. It's very like okay, it's very but trendy like, now. It is, and you look Super. at like these you know the new Sabrina series I love that as series. you were yeah it's great I would wear every single dress she wears on that show yeah without yeah especially um, with every single lip shade she oh my god I know. I know but I it's very <laughs> like her high school friends are good and her witch friends are bad, bad and right? she serves the mm-hmm. devil and he is a hell girl. Satan yeah, yeah and it's very and then you know I think that kind of ties into like, well, why are people Googling it? Because it's on Netflix every week. Mm-hmm. Like it's yeah, so right. accessible, like you said earlier. Yeah. And it, it's like, okay, well, I, as someone who has no experience, am seeing it in a, on a television screen in a way that I can process what's like the next logical step. On my phone, I'm gonna Google that shit. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's just like this mm-hmm. cycle of like, oh, that must be bad. Yeah. And we already are trying to like, expunge negative things out of our lives mm-hmm. like why well, I, I don't feel good i don't want that yeah mm. yeah well Careful. Why, don't like get rid of all the bad things in your life because then mm-hmm. the good is like bland you're also mm-hmm. making me think of uh, something that still bothers me is even on shows like um these paranormal shows mm-hmm. without naming names um <laughs> they they will reference like oh and there were pentagrams and pentacles inside yeah, of this abandoned and house like, and it's guys, like there on. was rumors of satanic witchcraft being practiced oh, and God, they yeah. conjured up satan himself and i'm just the like the pentagram is not a p- negative thing yeah. Yeah. right and we we know that and maybe we're saying it so someone who doesn't know that will yeah, hear so it yeah so like for anyone who's listening but damn like yeah. the pentagram like one of the ways it was explained to me is like protection like of the elements mm mm-hmm. mhm like yeah. also you are the, now it's protected by the earth, man. air, mm-hmm. but also if you look at a, at Water, a star fire. inside of a circle, it's a man with his arms extended. Yes, that's all it is. The point, yeah it's, yeah, it's a person. It's how you embody all of the elements, and then the core of it is spirit. Yes, yeah. Which so is the, what the we've point, been talking the head about. of the star mm-hmm. is is mm-hmm. spirit. It's yourself. Yeah. it's Higher yourself. Self. Mm-hmm. That's what I learned yeah. in the history of witchcraft. Yeah. And the person mm-hmm. that put a negative note on it was Anton LaVey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh yeah well, yeah he we're was fighting against like yeah. literal decades of satanic panic but you know like oh, some yes. of the Super some of the weird. things that I'm finding if you want to get into the theology and people mm-hmm. will argue to this day with me about it is 
the LaVey's, uh, Satan, it's Satanism in itself. Like the, the church of Satan is an entirely different thing to me. I actually respect what they do. They call out religious, uh, zealots and all mm-hmm. this crazy shit in government. But when you get into like the witchcraft principle, um, mm. and how they say that the inverted pe- pentagram is, um, the symbol of Satan and all this other shit. Yeah, that's true for them but it still doesn't put a negative connotation on it. All they're doing is inverting the power of a matriarchal society to a patriarchal again. That's how I view a lot of Satanism. Mm, when point. I see women that practice Satanism, I'm kind of like, you know, a man kind of put that together for you. Yeah. Does that sound right for you? Yeah. Because I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, but like then if you break it down women. in a more mm. like a lesser dense theological way, most women again, go back to what we talked about. I, it's about self empowerment. It's about saying that, my power comes from within myself because that's what Satanism is. It's the power of the self and owning it, mm. um, having a uh, way to dictate and manipulate and control any other human being around you. And you still don't really harm them unless they fuck with you. Right. But yeah. it's 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 like they take a lot of these principles that are from a lot of other things and men made it about themselves. That's yeah. why I, people, when they mention Crowley and um, other great teachers that everyone talks about. I'm like, I'm not into those people because some of them were pedophiles. Mm-hmm. Some of them were a little rapey, let's be honest. And all this like sex, ma- sex magic and ritual and these things that they were pushing onto young, manipulated, like easily manipulated men and women. It's like, oh my God, you're doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're doing it wrong. It, like, they were stroking they were... their fucking ego exactly. by that point. It yeah. was stupid. Mm-hmm. So it might have started from like humble roots, but then... I think it distorted like, and warped like we talked about with shadow beings. It warped into something it shouldn't yeah. have been. Yeah. Right. Like I was actually listening mm-hmm. to another podcast um, the other night. Yeah, like in an interview, Anton LaVey was totally like, like, yeah, now I'm doing this for money. Yeah. I'm doing oh, yeah. this for money. And it's like, you're but, smart as well, fuck. When you involve entertainment, it's like, it yeah. is its own demon. Like, it's there's its own clearly, drag. he clearly has yeah. a fucking shtick yeah. Yeah. to it. And but we're not, and also just to, to clarify, we're not saying that all Satanists or people who not. practice no. it are bad. No, no because the not. fundamental principles are fantastic. They're great. Like, but I will read them to end. What you just said is the key of why we're having this conversation oh, yeah. is like, know where you, what you're doing and where yeah. it comes from. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, if it doesn't harm people, cool. And And any good thing can be manipulated like christianity like, in fact that is what i was referring to yes <laughs> funny the only difference between poison and medicine is in the dosage yeah mm-hmm. so. damn Ooh, okay hey Come girl well let's segue to our final chapter of this podcast <gasps> episode yeah. let's go into questions because we have quite yes. a few questions that were sent in from oh, yeah, our listeners right. so okay. we have a couple here so from maddie attacky How do you stay engaged with witchcraft, especially in a city like L.A.? Easily. I feel like that means that they've had a bad experience, for one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to hear that. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's common, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. I actually just had another witch confided me at an event that their interpretation and experience is that the witch community here is very cutthroat and very territorial. And I was like, I've never experienced that. Um, yeah. Maybe it's because I stay out of it. So I guess yeah. my approach to witchcraft, to answer the question, is honor yourself, honor your own path, and you know, give no fucks about the opinions of others mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. ultimately what you learn and what you apply to your life is for your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unless you want to be like someone like me or Valentine that's like learning in order to teach and help mm-hmm. others and all that, mm-hmm. then you have to kind of like figure out different ways to go around it. But right now, if you're just like learning and trying to practice, 
you know, you can have friends come over. You can do your own little meditation circles. You can do your own thing. Like, who's who's there to tell you that you're doing it wrong? Mm. Right. You know, yeah. I'm not going to. Mm-hmm. It's totally. like I told her, like, if that's the path you want to go down, figure it out. Mm-hmm. And if it seems bad, you know, don't do it. It doesn't do resonate it. with you. It doesn't Honestly, resonate though, with that you. That is L.A. That's not As just a whole, L.A. Yeah. witchcraft. That is L.A. It's, that's yeah, a L.A. Yeah, L.A. is like a very mm-hmm. jarring mm-hmm. place. You have to it be is. tough. You have to be tough and you have to, like, protect yourself. Right. Yeah. And not be around people who are dragging you down because God knows the city is full of them. Or social oh, climbers. All yeah. of it. Or they're trying to I'm find so title. Yeah. And it, it, it does seem like it's a high, like my sister will talk about like, she lives in Columbus and it seems like just the loveliest little breadbasket. Yeah, my brother's yeah. in Ohio. Too. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then the, like, she'll talk about going out and she's like, I met the nicest people. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, what? Like, I don't understand what yeah, you're yeah. saying. Like, and you left your house, what? Like, yeah, totally. yeah, <laughs> yeah. when I go back home to New Orleans, it's like, Southern hospitality, this totally. is what it is, I forgot, you yeah. know? Yeah. yeah, here it doesn't exist. Yeah, but like to answer the question, um, like how to stay engaged in like witchcraft mm. in a city like LA, um, like, Witchcraft is for yourself. Mm-hmm. Like one of the four principles of witchcraft, or like the witch's pyramid, is mm-hmm. like to know, to will, to yeah, dare, and to be silent. Yeah, and to be it's silent. The four corners. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, like that. To be silent is definitely like a big one that like I'm really focusing on right now, and um, because shared magic is is lost magic. Like, no, like this is for yourself. Remember that it's for yourself. So mm-hmm. if you right. can't like make time for witchcraft. Yeah then that also kind of tells me that you're not making time for yourself. And like wow. time for yourself doesn't always have to be witchcraft, but like, you know, like real self-care, not just like I've been on Coke for three days straight and now I'm going to lay in bed forever. <laughs> like not that kind of self-care, but like real self-care, no. like just putting the phone down and stuff. Yes. Like, going to take a shower, washing so your hair. Yeah, just things like that. Like that's yeah. magic in Honoring itself. yourself. Yeah, taking so, care of yourself. Yeah, like it's actually very, very easy to stay engaged in witchcraft. Now, if you're talking like, oh, where can I find like magical events? Girl, I have no idea. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. No, that I'm actually reminds me. Shout out to the Witch's Voice. They've been Please. online for since 1995, oh, wow. 96, and they just recently shut their website down. It was one of the only resources for witches and pagans. Oh, wow. Since Girl. 90, ni- the 90s. And How now, come it shut down? It was privately funded, much like Wikipedia or places like that, oh, yeah. where your donations can co- oh, contribute to the site. No. But because they're sheer volume of people going uh, with traffic to the site was so diminished they just had they're like we're closing up shop wow and so they urged everyone that was a writer or a contributor to get their material and copy it and paste it and save it because the whole site's gone wow and it's it was it was one of the first resources that i found because it's based on city and your area and you could find oh, clergy, nice. you can find communities wow. you can find covens That's so sad it's so down. it's like now you have to divert to you know, meetup.com or Facebook or like all these yeah. other sites where it's like, hey, we're like you, but it's like, are you though? Mm. Are you really? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. So again, it goes back to answering that question, Valentine's right. It's it's about yourself first. Mm. Right. And usually yeah. when you work on yourself first, that's when you start attracting. Yeah, you start drawing people like other you. things in. You really mm-hmm. do. Yeah. Yeah, because I like, agree. When I first like started hanging out with like witch mother, like, you know, chasing the craft was not part of my rather pursuing the craft mm-hmm. was mm-hmm. not like my intention it's like yeah. oh Zachariah's a witch now I'm gonna get close to him and learn all the things mm-hmm. like absolutely not like it just kind of like it sort of fell into like oh this is happening and this is happening and this is happening and right then, yeah and like all of a mm-hmm. sudden it's also a statement too like <laughs> that part about being silent you know I think I got a lot of flack not a lot but I remember getting a little bit of flack from other people in the communities 
um, about, well, why did you change your your handle online to Zachariah the Witch? When it used to be like official Zachariah or some shit. Because mm-hmm. I was a musician and a singer full time. Yeah. And the craft was my personal thing. But then something about it just, I don't know, I had an experience a few years ago and it was a metamorphosis where I was like, no, this is who I am to my core. It's always wow. been in my life. And I also want to teach and help other people find it for themselves. Mm-hmm. And once I made that switch and I publicly stated that, I didn't feel like I was giving anything away or mm-hmm. taking away some amount of power. It was more so just like owning where I was and who mm-hmm. I am. And now look what it's done. It's drawn people to me that are searching. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm honored and humbled to be able to mm-hmm. help those people, you know, and it's that that's all it is. I don't want my ego stroked. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. want any of that shit. I just want people to be safe. Mm-hmm. And also when you, you know? teach, you you like it's inevitable that you learn mm-hmm. so yeah. i'm learning a lot every day totally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah the more you learn second question how do you properly cleanse your home crystals question mark sage question mark holy water question mark wait they're saying to use those things to clean cleanse your home or are they asking how to cleanse those items Oh, <laughs> I guess um, mm. from what I'm getting gathering is how to proper how do you properly cleanse your home? Probably with crystals mm. or sage or maybe holy water. I mean, I have my I have my own method when I do a house clearing mm-hmm. or a cleansing. But when it comes to ritual tools or magical tools, it depends on, I guess, your practice and like Valentine said, what resonates with you. Mm. Yeah. Um, some crystals you shouldn't put under running water or put anything on them that's corrosive because if it's like if it's a mica or like. Um, the name of that type of mineral but they fall apart easily mm-hmm. like a feldspar material um but anyway to cleanse crystals most people will leave it out under a full moon or leave them out in the sun to absorb both polarities of mm-hmm. the light and the dark yeah. or the solar energy like and the, the lunar moon energy. goddess and god stones will like mm-hmm. cleanse and energize the sun energizes yeah. and yes. then um some people will do all the elements so like sprinkle some salt do a little smoke for air um some people pass it over a fire and then some people anoint it with water like those are ways to fix or anoint them or recenter them. With the elements. But the most common with crystals, and I didn't really get into crystals. Crystal. Um, Crystal. Now on the main stage. Yeah. I didn't really get into using them until um, like in the last five or six years. And I learned through a friend of mine who does Reiki, her name's Bobby, she's in Arizona, um, just sit with them mm-hmm. and hold mm-hmm. them. And then you put your signature on them. It's like meditating with them daily helps imprint yourself into them because they're a carbon-based material so that means that you can leave behind like a signature in them Mm. yeah and then they resonate Mm -hmm. with you all the time and just you it's not just anybody's free-for-all you know gotcha um but then when it serves you it becomes your tool but your home your home is a no-brainer it's the same practice for everybody and it should be you first you need to declutter your space Mm -hmm. you need to literally physically clean your home Mm -hmm. get rid of shit that doesn't like uh, Marie Kondo that come on Marie Kondo for real get rid of the things that don't First, you. do yeah. that first because that gets rid of physical and spiritual clutter in your life. Oh, totally. And then the second one is what resonates with you? What makes you feel empowered to be able to tell things to leave or to be able to do a mm. hard reset of your home? And then the third one is what tool do you need to use? Is it holy water? Is it sage? Is it Palo Santo? Which, by the Which way, please don't. Be. It's endangered. Um, yeah, there's alternatives, then, friends. Use any alternative that's an astringent cleansing, you know, something that you find in the metaphysical area Mm -hmm. and research it. That's where you can Google it and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay, cool. This works. I can buy it at the store and make a bundle, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Um, 
But clearing a home should be pretty easy. And I usually, for myself, out of ritual, I go counterclockwise three times, do the same thing three times. If it doesn't work, then I do it again. Mm -hmm. And then if it doesn't work, I'm fucked. I need to get help. (laughs) Yeah. Which has never happened to me. But I've, that's why usually I end up stepping in and going to somebody's home to clear their yeah, home. Just yeah, just quick tangent, though, about Palo Santo. Yes, and please. Because like this, this just came into light. Like, a lot of people mm-hmm. have been expressing, like, do not buy it. Yeah. It's endangered. And it doesn't mean it's a bad tool. No, no, it's, it's not. Just it's just endangered, y'all. Environmentally, like, yeah. Like, part of, like, witchcraft is also, like, caring about your environment. Not and to harm, um, yeah. Yeah, because, like, you know, we get our powers from the elements. And, mm-hmm. like, it's about respecting... Uh, Mother Gaia or whatever you may call her, Mother mm-hmm. Earth. Yeah. And um, mm. so, yeah, like I have a list of like things mm-hmm. that you can use other than Palo Santo and they're all like environmentally like sustainable and like, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. please stop buying Palo What are the five Santo. things? Um, let me go Sage into Sage comes in a multiple amount of varieties. Yeah. Lavender mm-hmm. works great. Rosemary. Yes. Mm-hmm. Juniper. Juniper is awesome. Cedar's great. Um, well, and I think this goes back to an early point that you guys were making, mm-hmm. is if you just accept the first thing that you are able to find on Pinterest, not that those are bad tools, no. but if you don't look at the ramifications, mm-hmm. if yeah. you don't look at how you could be hurting other people without your awareness, oh, if totally. you just stop at step one, that's not the full picture. Right. You yeah. have to know, like, okay, but am I doing more harm than good? Yeah. And if so, like, what action can I take to, like, not be that person? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So alternatives to endangered Palo Santo and white sage to use for smudging. Uh, cedar, mugwort, rosemary, sage, sweet grass, lavender, and juniper. And you can also use sound, like, like Zachariah uses sound I all use the time. I use a tambourine. I use, I use clapping. I scream. Yeah. <laughs> clapping. Yeah. Drums. It bells. Disperses bowls. energy. Yeah. Yeah. A clearing. Sweetgrass, though. I'm a little. I don't know. I'm a, maybe I'm particular because of the Native American stuff. But sweetgrass is usually not used for banishment. It's usually used for uh, calming the home and bringing a blessing into the home. So if you move into a new house, mm-hmm. we usually put a braid of sweetgrass over the door. Um, or we'll burn a little bit of it and leave it over the door as a way to bring in more prosperity mm. and love and soft energy, right. you know. Um, but it's not something you use to clear things out. It's used to call ancestors. It's used to call to a- appease spirits. But it's not like, get the fuck out of my house. You know? right. It's not one of those. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not like that. It smells good, though. I love the way it smells. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see. Here's another one from Angel. No, Angel Senvoy. Hi. How do you feel Hi. about reversed cards and tarot readings? For some reason, I will not read them as reversed. I used to, but then it seemed always negative. I've read the. I read that other people never read them as reversed as well. Just wondering your thoughts. Who were okay? Who are these other people, and why do you always think it's a negative thing? That's what we <laughs> talked about earlier. Is hmm. Life is life is Mother. about balance, man. Mm. So if you're not doing what you need to do in order to get your shit together, of course the cards are going to be like, no, bitch, stop doing this, bitch. Get out of there, bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> also, that's, you a bitch. That's, yeah. what I realized, that's what I realized Like when I've done readings for so many people, and mm-hmm. it's no judgment at all. I mm. sincerely mean that. It's just when you keep getting the same questions over and over and over again when people sit in front of you yeah. at any situation, except some of my one-on-one clients. Um, it's kind of just that same air of like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm so frustrated that I think the other person in my life is the only answer. Like, mm-hmm. how do I make them love me? Do they love me? How serious yeah. is it? Where's my love life headed? And it's just right. like, do you like yourself though? Mm. Yeah. Do you love yourself yeah. though? 
And so when I do a lot of those readings and those reversals, because I don't always use tarot, um, it's there to teach you something, mm-hmm. right. something that you are not paying attention to. Mm-hmm. And most people who are like, oh, I don't like it. It's really negative. It's like, then you're in that house of people who believe that there's only positive and negative things. And that's right. your problem mm-hmm. is that yeah. you have to have both in order to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, that's, that's my answer to that. I've never heard that. Like, yeah, sometimes people just don't read the reverse cards. I've never heard that in my life. And like, mind you, I like, Zachary just gifted me like my very first tarot deck like ever. So I'm still very much like mm. learning and like I'm actually reading up on the Kabbalah right now and like all this blah 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 blah. But anyway, <laughs> like the like to hear that like you're not reading reversed cards because it has a negative connotation, like why like if you're if the deck is trying to tell you something, like why would you mm. Why would you ignore that? Especially, like, if it's something bad, then I definitely want to know. Because, like, tarot is not, like, rather, it's not, it is divination, but it's not like, this is definitely going to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, no, this is definitely going to happen if you keep going in this direction. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Like, you can always change, like, yeah. something. So, like, if you're getting a negative read, like, but it's you know, not negative. It's just a reversal. It's that's, just a reversal. That's what we're oh, trying that, to say. Yeah. That it's also like, too, yeah. It's something you need to know mm-hmm. that you're not paying attention to. And that's the thing about tarot and any divination method is that a lot of the time the psychology behind it is mm-hmm. that it's about introspection. Mm-hmm. It's your subconscious giving you a trigger or something to show you that you need to fucking work on. And right. that's the truth. Mm-hmm. You know? So so many people are, it's like we talked about earlier. I'm just, I want to take a pill. I want to fix this in two minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to go get a reading. And if this witch tells me like everything that I want to hear, then everything that I want to happen is going to happen. It's like, that is not life. That is not life. You are not living in reality. Mm -hmm. And that's where logic really comes into play. It's like, it's, it's, if it doesn't resonate with you and if it doesn't sit with you, perfect. That's how you should be looking at it. But if all you're going to do is like just use the major arcana and you're never going to have reversals, then you're always going to get the same answers. Mm. And to me, that doesn't sound like growth. That sounds yeah, like that you're just going like through progress. the same bullshit mm-hmm. over and over and over you're again. You're on a plateau. And by the way, I'm not saying this in a way to detract from this person or make them feel bad for asking. It's like that's just my blunt, honest answer is like yeah. start using the full deck in its full capacity. Otherwise, put it away. Mm. Mm. Good point. Our last question <clears throat> Uh, Lala Girl 18. Hey. I'm about to travel to the Zach Baggins Haunted Museum. And I've Boy, heard of howdy. <laughs> and I've heard of things following people home mm-hmm. after the tour. What do I need to do to protect myself or prevent a spirit or demon from following me home? Zachariah actually just taught me like you just say out loud when you feel something like creeping up mm-hmm. or like you just you just have the urge to say it. Like anything that does not belong to me may not attach itself to me or follow and, me yeah. or linger yeah it's it's really that or are saying no me toques yeah and then yeah. the other thing too that helps is um even just to ask that question set means that you're already uh, subconsciously setting yourself up for something to follow you mm-hmm. yeah so you you're have to go yourself up for you have to go into a situation believing like i'm just gonna have a cool experience and that's it mm-hmm. yeah if i notice something awesome but it's not going to affect me in a negative mm-hmm. way. And that's mm-hmm. that's what a lot of people, like, they set themselves up for freaky shit to happen. Oh, right. my God, I'm always followed by spirits. It's like, because you always think that it's mm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're literally opening a door all the time. Mm-hmm. You're like, here you go, guys. Just latch on. Just come on. <laughs> yeah. You can come to my mom's house, too. It's yeah. <laughs> also, Jesus. also, like, follow the rules. Because there's, like, that one doll that, like, if you take a picture of it without asking, mm-hmm. like, 
all this terrible like yeah. you're cursed and don't, then you have to like write a letter oh, back Robert to the, the doll. doll that's yeah and yeah. in Key West though yeah. yeah, and don't an, like don't antagonize them. Don't don't mess with them. They won't. Yeah, but mess like with there you. are rules. Exactly. Mm. So like yeah. if there are specific like that rule is on the it's like on a plaque underneath Robert the doll. Mm-hmm. So it's like if there are rules for certain things, follow them. Mm. Right. Follow them. Mm-hmm. Like that is the easiest. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty straightforward. It's like you know if you're going to somebody else's house, you know, take your shoes off. Make sure you're respectful. Mm. You know, it's like it's. Well, I didn't today. Sorry. But, it's okay. Um, I have it either. <laughs> you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's it's just like we talked about. In the physical world, there are rules and jobs and titles that people have. It's the same for the dead. It's the same for haunted items. It's like, if it has a history, don't don't fuck with its history. If you're nasty, don't yeah. at me. Yeah. I bike by that billboard every day. I'm like, I know. Oh. <laughs> but the billboard says, if you ain't nasty, yeah, don't at me. And I'm like, I'm like, no, take the ain't. No, no, the right one is on my path. It's like, <laughs> Thanks, universe. I will. I go there with a positive intention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, go there. I mean, you know, protecting yourself by, you know, establishing. Yeah. Mm. Ask your ancestors to walk with you. Yes. Ask your guides. Whatever, I always do. Whatever resonates with you to make you feel safe and empowered. Bring that energy with yeah, you. Yeah, have the feeling of safety. Hold a, hold a stone in your hand. Wear your locket. Like, there's things that people do that they forget that make them feel safe and protected. It's like. That's true. Just yeah. do that. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. easy. But you have to believe in it, you mm-hmm. know. Mm. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on to our podcast, answering these questions and giving us your input. This has been so enlightening. Thank you guys so much. Now we can do the inserts. Where can people find you or hashtag stalk you? (laughs) All my my handles are, um, my website will be ZachariahTheWitch.com. It's almost done. My Instagram is the same. It's ZachariahTheWitch. Facebook is ZachariahTheWitch. And I'm all over LA. I'm willing to travel for a fee. Hey, yes. But I do, I do, do, I do, do, I do, um, <laughs> I do take clients over the phone and video chat. If anyone ever mm-hmm. wants to get a personalized reading, um, that's numerology, tarot, oracle cards, intuition, whatever you want to call it. It's like this, all on your Instagram. This is yeah. what I do for a living full time. This is my wow. life, mm-hmm. I, my bread and butter. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, I love it. Get that money, girl. Yeah. yeah. Also, can I just say that, like, even the, like, FaceTime readings are super powerful. Like, mm. one of my best friends, um, and, like, I've been dying for, like, him and, or her and mother to meet for, like, ever now. But And they finally did. Mm-hmm. But, like, he did a In face- person or via FaceTime? Oh, they met in person. Oh, okay. Finally. Okay. After I did her FaceTime. Yeah, but after, oh, oh, yeah. like, the FaceTime reading. But, like, even the FaceTime reading was super, like, potent for my yeah. friend. It was insane. Like, mm. the stuff that, like, Zachariah was able to read from her without her telling. With, mm. Like, because I didn't say anything Mm-mm. to him about her. But, um, yeah. So. I love that sort of intersection powerful. of, like, technology. Me too. And it's a little weird. I, I did a long distance yeah. reading for a girl in New York. And um, she might even be listening to this Hi. when it comes out. Um, without saying her name, but it was recently, and even that, it was like it's it's still surprising sometimes the the immediate and solid connection that I get just from looking at somebody in their yeah. eyes, even if it's through a video. It's weird. Interesting. It's like oh, I see everything around you now. Uh, <laughs> there you are. But I also ask for permission, wow. so I'm That's very good. respectful in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Where can yeah. people find you, Valentine? So my Venmo is. Uh, this, <laughs> yes. Girl, same. Same. Yeah. It's if true. You like us. Uh, so it's oh hello, or rather, so like my Venmo and my Instagram are both oh hello Valentine. You don't really need the Venmo. I'm just. Yes, mine is Zachary the Witch. Thank you. you. <laughs> Mother. Um, I will take it. Oh hello Valentine. Um, two H's, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like. 
I do, I don't know, like, I really, like, in terms of witchcraft, I really just, like, assist Zachariah, and, like, that's usually where you can see me, like, at his events. Um, but I'm also available for BDSM sessions and professional cuddling. So if you have any, oh, and massage, duh. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. Yeah, she's working on her grim grimoires right like now. Grim- <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. So, so the study is. We're both real writing long. a lot. I actually eventually want to have a book published. So I do I, not. Hell yes. Hell yes. It's a lot. Get your dream, girl. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you guys so much thank for you. being on our this podcast. Was so much fun. And I want to thank our patrons because without your help and your donations, we wouldn't have them here and we wouldn't have like the equipment to do this. Mm -hmm. So because of you guys, um, we were able to get Zachariah here. Yeah. Uh, Thank you. Be Zachariah here and also feed our caffeine addiction. (laughs) Oh, also, if uh, anyone that listened to this podcast wants to get a reading from me, I'll give you a special discount of 15% (gasps) off. Just just say that you just mentioned this and, you know, prove that you're subscribed to Hollywood Mm -hmm. Paranormal. Thank you. That's so sweet. That's so awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Well, guys, stay Holly weird and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. 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 A big thank you to all of our patrons for your help and your support. Without you guys, we wouldn't have made this episode possible with Zachariah the Witch and Valentine Valmoria. Also, guys, be sure to follow them on Instagram at Zachariah the Witch and oh, hello, Valentine. Want to get a discounted reading by Zachariah the Witch, which I highly recommend? Then go ahead and subscribe to Hollywood Paranormal and mention this episode to Zachariah for your discounted reading. New to Hollywood Paranormal or you want to get caught up with more episodes? Then definitely subscribe to us, guys, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, CastBox, Blueberry.net, or wherever you get your podcast fix. Also, be sure to stalk us on Facebook and Instagram at Hollywood Paranormal. Or if you have a frightening ghost tale, then please email us for our listeners' tales at hollyweirdparanormal at gmail.com. Interested in becoming a patron of Hollywood Paranormal, aka you want to be a Hollywood Paranormal producer, then head on over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hollywood Paranormal. For as little as $1 or more a month, you can help produce Hollywood Paranormal and automatically become a member of the Saturday Night Ghost Club. The Saturday Night Ghost Club is a secret podcast where twice a month we upload secret episodes of ghost stories from people who have lived them. You definitely don't want to miss out. All right, guys, much love and always remember, stay Hollywood. Weird. <laughs>